0: Yo, 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 thought warriors, what is up? High learning is on. It is Ivan Lathan Jr.
1: and it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay.
0: Rachel, what's up?
1: I'm good, man.
0: Rachel, do you know who Jalen? Do you know who Jalen Daniels is? No. Do you know who Josh Williams is?
1: It's a very common name.
0: Do you know who Harold Perkins is? Do you know who Mason Taylor is? Do you know who Will? Do you not know, Will Anderson? Will Campbell is? Do you know who Emory Jones is? Do you know who Michael Baskerville is? Do you know who Ali Gay is? Do you know who no! Jared Bernard Converse is? Do you know? Do you know who no! no! Do you know who you're doing? As soon as you said
2: you know Emery Jones.
0: Keyshawn Boutte I... is. Do you know <laughs> who Cole Taylor is? Do you know who mother fucking Damian Ramos is? Ha huh? Huh? You Yo, know who Makai Garner is?
1: By the end of the season. Wingo! <laughs> by the end of the season, huh? Do I'm going to be able to Wingo. name
0: everybody.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, you man. Ever, you
0: ever heard of Jaqueline Roy?
1: Go ahead, man. You ever
0: heard of B.J. O'Jalari? Huh? Calling the plays up in the booth. Matt House? Calling the offense Dembrock? Huh? You ever heard of them? Donnie, give me the give me the give me the growl, Donnie. Donnie, give me the growl. <laughs>
1: it's not used for this.
0: Donnie, give me the growl. This is for for this one podcast. It's gonna be a tiger growl. All right, it's only one podcast, but it's gonna be a tiger growl. Donnie, give it to me. What's that? That's the growl. <laughs> that's LSU. That's Mike the Tiger. I know you saw it after the season of hell last year. As it sits the number 17 in the country. (laughs) Oh, I I am a baby. The number 17 (laughs) in the country. First place in the SEC West, the Sec West. Remember, Sheck West? I We're in home. the I'm calling. <laughs> like my name the, Mo. Number one in the sick west. The fucking LSU fighting tigers. Shout out to everybody back there making it happen. You <laughs> feel how about LSU. Be honest.
1: I'm gonna be very honest with be you.
0: Be very honest.
1: I'm very excited. Jesus Christ. Did you expect me to say something different? I
0: expected you to hate.
1: No. I I I like to see Alabama go down. Mm. And and it's a good game.
0: It's a great game. Okay?
1: I wasn't there to watch it. I followed it along on my phone. I didn't see everything. I was at a rave.
0: Yeah. You had a rave. (laughs) You had a rave? Wait, wait, wait. So are you telling me that you were at a rave so you missed John Emory Jr.? (laughs) You had a rave so you missed Armani Goodwin? You're at a rave, so you're telling me you did not see Brian Thomas Jr. That's what you're trying to tell me. I
1: did not. I followed the score on my phone. Yeah, I I went to like a little pre, you know, drinks, and I ended up. Oh, so you you, you missed out on seeing Kyron Lacey. Okay. Yes. Yes. But I'm excited for y'all. I like to see Alabama go down. I'm excited for you. I knew you would be thrilled. People are messaging me. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for Van to talk about Ellis, you on the podcast. Okay, whatever. Have your moment. Let Brian me give Polian, you a moment.
0: Special teams, coach. Special teams have been great. Shout out to Coach Polian. Um, Special teams have been great recently. Just keep getting better. The team keeps getting better. Chugging on the way. Chugging on the way. Here comes LSU. Uh, we chugging on the way. Chugging on the way. Here um, comes LSU. Ah, uh, them Tigers. Them Tigers. Come on. them Tigers. Them Tigers go. Them Tigers. Them Tigers go. Say, come on, LSU. We chugging on the way. We just getting better. Young guys are stepping up. You know what I'm saying? They're stepping up.
1: Okay. They're well, stepping up.
0: Garrett Nussmeyer didn't win the job, but you know what he's doing? Doing a good job, being a great teammate. So is Walker Howard. We got some big time commits coming in too. You know what I mean? I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now.
1: What? Are you going to predict 2023? I'm, you, I'm
0: not going to predict anything. This is what I'm talking I'm, I'm living in the now. Okay. Okay? Because this is what happens. Overtime. Bryce Young. He goes to that other school. They score. Okay. I'm like, oh, shit. They're doing it again. Screen pass to TJ Yeldon. All kinds of things have gone wrong in the LSU. We haven't beaten them at home since 2010. Wow. Since 2010 I had hair then. <laughs> we score. Sprint right option. Jaden Daniels rolls out. Mason Taylor. The wee baby, 18 years old, son of Jason Taylor, nephew of Joy Taylor. Shout out Joy. Boom. Hits him. Two-point conversion. We win. I made Bozeman wear the helmet you have a picture? I have a video.
1: Oh, poor Bozeman.
0: I made Bozeman wear the helmet. Poor
1: Bozeman. Can I just say, in um, not as exciting news, Texas also won and upset Kansas State, and we bumped up to 18. Yay.
0: Hook'em horns. Hook'em horns. Shout out Texas for beating Kansas State. <laughs> uh, look, no, I can't hate on that, because Texas is having a great season. Um. I mean, it's not. If we
1: had had, if we had had Queen Yours, yes, the mm-hmm. entire season, we would definitely probably be like eight and one.
0: Yeah, what's the so for the sure. record? They're six We're and six three. We're six
1: and three. We'd be eight and one for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, they're six and three. So they got a big one Saturday. It's a big opportunity for Texas. TCU, Texas Christian University. What is TCU, TCU. Ladainian for... Tomlinson's alma mater, the Horn Frogs, a frog with a horn on his head. He's got to go up against a Longhorn.
1: Where is that game? The game that is in Austin. Be... You
0: should go to the game.
1: I should go to the game.
0: You should go to the game.
1: Actually, I gotta go to Vegas and interview you don't your give friend. Who? Kimmel.
0: Jimmy Kimmel. Let me Maybe let me I tell you, you something. It.
1: Maybe I can make it after.
0: You should you I'm should leave. No, you can't. How are you gonna make it after?
1: Because the interview's Friday. So oh well, I... then yeah, you
0: can go. If you love Texas, you'll go.
1: Don't do me like that. I gotta make sure I got my my ticket hook up.
0: Yeah. So how was your weekend? <laughs> otherwise, did you um? Uh, what did you do this weekend? Did you uh did you watch Charles Turner or Anthony Bradford?
1: No, I did not watch them. Okay. I think we've made this clear at this point. Sure. Okay. I didn't watch them. Major Burns. No. No, you know Brian's got the vid, the Rona,
0: Jay Ward. Did did Brian see him? I saw a video of Brian looking fucking pathetic.
1: <laughs> Kalika showed you. <laughs> Kalika goes. Does Brian know you took this? He knows. He just doesn't know that I'm showing it to everybody. Yeah, it's hilarious. He that, that's the funniest video.
0: <laughs> Look, if he's if he says it's okay.
1: He would never say it's okay, but honestly, he probably wouldn't know. We should be able to put that video up
0: so that they can see
1: with the music.
0: With the music, Brian, like Brian, I'm like, yo, man, that's the funniest fucking shit. Why He's
1: is he miserable? Why is he so down? <laughs> Y'all gotta see the video why, like, because he, he's, you, we
0: should put the video. We, he's
1: right. Just fi- just put it up. Yeah, like he'll be fine.
0: Yeah, like we would just put the we gotta put the video on the. You, why I'll send like, it why? to you, Donnie. Yeah,
1: he listen. He's feeling better. He's rounded that corner where he's starting to feel better, but he's still testing positive, so he can't <laughs> leave. So he's just pitiful. Donnie, I'm sitting in now. He's just pitiful. Just sitting. I was not because I I'm kind of pitiful too. Because I can't roam in the same way. I can't even be in my bedroom.
0: Because he's in there. Where do you sleep when, when in the, the guest bedroom. To so sleep in the guest bedroom. You're yeah, rich.
1: me and the dogs.
0: Um, has he been like hanging out outside a lot?
1: Yeah, getting out, sitting outside. Listen, when I had it, we didn't have the house. So I was stuck in a room by myself. He'll be fine. He's just gotta get it'd be different if we both had it, but mm-hmm. like we have to separate. So mm-hmm. he's just lonely. I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go. Do this.
0: Florida won.
1: <laughs> Florida who Florida play?
0: Texas AM. Not Texas having a great season. Texas AM is not having yeah. a great season. But yeah. whatever, we still have to play them, so I respect all opponents Shout and out That's my gonna,
1: homie who's a coach on that team.
0: I'm not gonna jinx anyone. Uh okay. So the big deal of the day is coming up. It's Kyrie Irving. Are you done? Yeah. On the other side of this break, we're going to venture back into the putrid waters
3: of mess. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So, the Nets
0: have given Kyrie Irving six requirements to fulfill before he can return to the team. This is according to Shams. In order to be reinstated by the team, Kyrie must fulfill six requirements. Number one, apologize and condemn the film he promoted. Number two, make a $500,000 donation to anti-hate causes. Number three, Complete sensitivity training. Number four, complete anti-Semitism training. Number five, meet with the ADL and Jewish leaders. Number six, meet with the team owner, Joe Tsai to demonstrate an understanding of the situation. Following the indefinite suspension that Kyrie Irving, minimum five-game suspension, was handed out, he issued a formal apology. Mm -hmm. to all jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected from my post i am deeply sorry to have caused you pain i think we already read this apology i
1: don't think we did i think when we had done it he had not apologized i had not
0: apologized yet and i apologize i initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-semitic to the focusing on the healing process of my jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the hateful remarks made in the documentary I want to clarify any confusion on where I stand fighting against anti-Semitism by apologizing for posting the documentary without context and a factual, fact, factual, factual explanation outlining the specific beliefs in the documentary I agree with, and disagree with. I had no intentions to disrespect any Jewish cultural history regarding the Holocaust, or perpetuate any hate. I am learning from this unfortunate event and hope we can find understanding between us all. I am no different than any other human being. I am a seeker of truth and knowledge, and I know who I am. I'm gonna make it a mission right now.
1: Okay.
0: This mission is, it's gonna be something that might not, a lot of our audience might not like. When I looked at that list of things, it pissed me off a little bit.
1: Okay. Which parts? Is it that the list is too long or some of the requests too much for you?
0: So. I watched a documentary. Yes. I told you guys this. The documentary is putrid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kyrie, in my opinion, reacted. Um, in the poorest way he could have without taking into consideration the weight and the uh, the power that his voice holds. He denied that he was even promoting the documentary. All of that stuff. Right. However, as a Black American, looking at this list of things that they are making Kyrie Irving do, so that he can be reinstated, doesn't feel right. And the reason why it doesn't feel right, we'll talk about a little later is because I did a little research on some of the times that black people have been harmed by people's words and what was had, what was done and what had to be said in order for people to get back in people's good graces. Kyrie made a mistake. He made an unbelievable mistake. He made a dangerous mistake, but I might be wrong, but I feel like this is OD.
1: Which parts of it? <clears throat> because
0: complete so so I I struggle with what the purpose. Okay, so apologize and condemn the film, the money, complete sensitivity training. Complete anti-Semitism training, meet with the ADL and Jewish leaders, meet with the team. So this is my thing. What they are trying to do is it, what it seems like the purpose of this, the Nets, I don't want to say they because that can be misconstrued for a whole bunch of things. What it seems like the purpose for the purpose purpose for this is, is to make 100 percent sure that Kyrie Irving has a complete historical understanding of anti-Semitism, of what it means to be anti-Semitic, of what it means to be, uh, of what it means to be uh, harmful in that way, um, and that he is, and that any part of that in his makeup and 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 brain is ripped out, mm-hmm. and then only then will Kyrie Irving be allowed to continue to practice and play play basketball, right? They just that just never happens for black people. It just never happens. Did did Riley Cooper have to do all of this when he actually used a slur? You know what I mean? Like that just never happens for black people. You say some racist shit. You say you're sorry. Everybody forgives. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't get back to the heights that you got back to. Look, I talked about it here real quick before we like before we get, I just want to get into this okay. Donnie run what Hulk Hogan said in, in, in 2012 run this I'm not a double standard type guy. I'm a racist to a point yeah. Yeah. you know if I'm then when it comes to nice people Okay. So that's Hulk Hogan, a hero of my youth, saying if your daughter's gonna fuck a nigger, hopefully he'll be some eight foot tall nigger and actually admitting that he's racist to a point. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan lost his shit with the uh with the um WWE with the WWE. Yeah. Right. Lasted for a little while. No bullshit. It did. It's gone for a little while. One day, Hulk Hogan was reinstated into the WWE what work Hulk Hogan went on TV and he apologized. What work did Hulk Hogan do? And did they make it public? Everything that he did, I can, there's more, there's more examples of this. There is John Mayer who said that his dick is a white supremacist, that he, that like, he's got like Hitler on his dick or something like that. Or he's got something on his penis that that's how unattractive, no, I want to make sure I don't attribute any Hitler shit to him. He said he said his dick is a white supremacist. Like he he's so unattracted to black women um, that uh, he feels like his penis has white supremacist things. like just really ugly shit. Mm-hmm. He goes on stage. He apologizes. He withdraws from the media for a little while. John Mayer is cool. The reason why this bothers me is a selfish reason and it's a fucked up reason and it's a divisive reason. But I'm being honest with you. I feel like people like Michael Richards, Michael Richards did all of this shit that he did. Mm -hmm. He apologized. He had a meeting with Jesse Jackson. Michael Richards had friends, like whatever. I'm not saying that these people's careers rebounded back to the points that they were before. What I'm telling you is the Duck Dynasty people, the Duck Dynasty people said Paul Robertson for Duck Dynasty said all kinds of bigoted, hateful shit. Mm -hmm. They took the show off for a little while, put the show back on. Dog the Bounty Hunter, like the list, this list is very long. Dog the Bounty Hunter was talking about, his daughter dating a black woman or a black woman come around. He was saying, we say the N word. We say nigger. We do all of this stuff. They made dog, the Bonnie Hunter chill out for a little while. They suspended him for a little while. Dog, the Bonnie Hunter comes back. There was no list of things that he had to do that he had to fulfill in order to get back. They, they didn't go so far as to make sure that these people, Completely had they zero. I'm, I'm, they definitely should have. So, so when I when I'm when I look at this, I go, and I'm not in any way supportive of what happened with Kyrie Irving. I think it was fucked up. But I look at stuff like this, and I just feel like we're too used to getting fucked over to realize that this type of effort is not made for black people when someone runs a foul of us, Kanye completely. The narrative on Kanye has completely changed. Be- Kanye is as anti-black as he is anti-Semitic. In my opinion, he's as anti-black as he is anti-Semitic. But nobody even talks about the fact that he he wore the life the White Lives Matter shirt again. Mm-hmm. He wore it to a soccer game. Mm-hmm. Nobody's even talking about that more is uh, anymore. It seems like a lot of times our cares and our concerns and this is and look if you guys are uncomfortable with this conversation i just got to be this is the reality this is the way people feel they feel like the reason why it, that it's status quo to kick a nigga in his ass and so when you when, when you do it oh my bad i didn't mean to hit you directly in the hole and then you and then you move on i'm
1: going to play devil's advocate for a second nah yeah okay i i i agree with you and understand Every single feeling that you have in what you said. Out of all the examples that you can give me or that you gave, and maybe there's another one, is there a, an example of this happening to black people after May 2020?
0: Two black people after May 2020? Like, what do you mean?
1: Like, you're giving an example of white Morgan people.
0: Morgan Waylon.
1: Yeah, Wallen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morgan,
0: Morgan Wallen. Wallen you the country singer. That was talking to his friends, dropping the n word. They like Morgan Wallen.
1: I'd almost beg that country music was almost is almost it's wh- It's all white. What but, but
0: I'm saying is, I'm not saying that Morgan Wallen didn't have to do stuff. Morgan Wallen had to donate some money. He had to say he was sorry. Did Morgan Wallen had to like? Did he have to go? Did he have to go visit the 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 African American History Museum? Did he have to take a course in? You know what I'm saying? It's like I get you. It, it feels a little bit like, and maybe this, and maybe part of this is our fault because maybe we're too accepting after things like that's this. What, that's
1: my second thing. You gave the example of Hulk Hogan when Hulk Hogan said all those terrible things. You're right. You know who took up for him? The Rock. Right. Said he was. A, I know him to be a good guy. Not just
0: The Rock. The George Rock. George Foreman, Virgil,
1: several black WWE uh, Dennis Rodman. wrestlers. Yeah, Dennis Rodman. And it goes back to the things that we were saying before on this podcast. We are too forgiving at times. We don't come together as a community and say, what well, we're not going to accept. And then it gives a pass of, well, why are you so upset when The Rock wasn't as offended? They accepted the thing. Hulk Hogan flat out said he's racist. And then he gets on TV and apologizes and says, no, I'm not racist. He was not pushed in that interview enough. to. Well, you said this. When did it change for you? You actually admitted out of your own mouth that you're a racist. And then you couple that with black people taking up for him and excusing his behavior because they believe for him to be a good person. Nobody's doing that. Uh, Like Jewish people aren't doing that for Kyrie. That's a fair point. And that's that's. Time and time again, we've talked about that on the podcast. We gotta hold people accountable. We can't give them a pass because they damn sure aren't going to do that for us. And as you just pointed out, time and time again, they haven't.
0: Man, the next person, the next person who fuck up, they gotta they gotta do a year at HBCU. Or I'm not. Don't
1: do that to the students.
0: They gotta do because, bro. Like, it, it, look, this I, is, look, 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 look. I want to let people know something, man. Just it's very important. All of this shit is a waste of time. This is a bunch of fucking mumbo jumbo. I don't think that Kyrie Irving watched that documentary. I don't think that Kyrie, because if Which you Which t- makes it worse. And if I, I agree. And if you watch the documentary for me and you are, you have any cultural context of what's going on it starts off anti-Semitic. There's a difference once again there's a difference between wanting to uncover what you believe the history of black people or Africans in this world is. And then saying that the reason why that history doesn't exist is because there's one group that's engaged in a conspiracy to keep that history hidden. Those two things were very different. Kyrie Irving fell into the trap. What I'm telling you is when I looked at that. Just from years and years of trauma of being a black man and watching people say, when I tell you, when I tell you some of the stuff that's been said, like Michael Richards threatened violence against the black community,
4: absolutely,
0: like violence. If you were if 50 years ago, we'd had you hanging from a tree with a fork in your ass. Dog, Dog the Bonnie Hunter said, I am a racist. Hulk Hogan said, I am a racist. Mm hmm. Paula Dean, who they kicked her old ass off the porch, like all of this stuff is like these. These are people not 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 making mistakes or not doing stuff stupid because they don't have a a, a, they're having ignorant. These are people saying we are racists in their private moments. Mel Gibson.
5: Oh Lord.
0: Mel Gibson said, (laughs) "I just gonna go back real quick." I gotta. We got to play this. We got to play. Part? We got to play the Mel Gibson.
1: We've done it. We talked about this. On have we part. played it, though? I don't know if we, we got to it. play
0: it. We, gotta, we have to play, to me, the single most racist statement that's ever been made. Mel Gibson told Oksana, if you get raped by a pack of niggers, a pack, it'll be your fault. Mel Gibson was back on I'm just saying No,
1: you are right. Can I say something else that's it's in the devil's advocate category and By the way, as well. black
0: people stood about Mel Gibson too. Whoopi Goldberg apologized. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg said Mel Gibson was cool. Yeah. This might have been, I, this might have been.
1: Not he ain't cool here. I can't tell you how many times I've turned down interviewing him on Extra. I will not fucking interview him. What I'm him. saying is
0: Mel Gibson, um, hold on. What I'm saying is Mel Gibson might be I'm not What I'm saying is I just want the same standard for proving that people are not racist yes to be applied and i'm not saying that this has any this 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 has nothing to do with jewish people because they need to feel safe sure but i'm just saying you're
1: speaking from from this is yes you're speaking from speaking a place from, of hurt is
2: what i'm yes, speaking yes
1: as a black man i understand that can i just say something else too that i that i think goes towards cuz i agree with you i'm not even going to say i'm just i'm just saying it for the sake of argument's sake i actually completely agree with you and i feel that same way what i think hurts Kyrie in this is multiple times in every every example that you gave, and all them people are racist, okay? You can't change my mind on it. In every example that you gave, the moment they were caught, the moment that they were found out, they didn't double down, okay? When they said something that was offensive, and I please y'all don't think I'm taking up for them. When they say something that was offensive, they gave an apology whether you accepted it or not. Kyrie didn't do that originally. Fair enough. Okay, I'm just doing a devil's advocate thing. He didn't do that. They they talked to him. They asked him to take it down. They asked him to apologize. They questioned him. Do you see how you're hurting the Jewish community? And multiple times he, con- he was stubborn and he yeah. refused. No, that's and true. And then they said, okay, so this is what we're going to do. In all of those examples you gave me, Nobody else did that.
0: But I will say this: that's a fair point. But also, in all of those examples I gave you, people didn't just say shit; they admitted they were racist. Kyrie sure. Irving, in this situation, was being called anti-Semitic, and he didn't think that he was. What he did and mm-hmm. what he promoted was a thousand percent anti-Semitic. Right now, if if right now if a, if a white boy sends me some shit, if a, if let's say tommy alter let's put tommy in this i'm just joking but like if a white guy puts up on his instagram or his twitter some nazi shit i'm like yo that was racist or some shit that has nazi shit in it i'm like yo that was racist like or something that posits in any way uh that black people are subhuman or that whatever yo that was racist that was racist so well i'm not talking about this i'm talking about whatever they say about this and whatever. I'm saying, no, but this has racist shit in I'm Like, you know, like they got some David Duke, KKK shit in here. It's racist, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that he was fighting back against the being called anti-Semitic because maybe he doesn't feel that he is. What he posted was anti-Semitic. He promoted anti-Semitic shit. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about is when someone in their quiet moments just straight up admits
1: Absolutely.
0: And the only time that they that I feel like people are really hold accounta- held accountable is when like black people have to work up under them. So they got Robert Saver out of here. Mm-hmm. They got uh they got Donald Sterling out of here. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because they know that they it, the optics for having a bunch of black guys like play for this dude who or these dudes mm-hmm. who are doing racist shit doesn't look right, hurts the like league
3: Overseers.
0: Right. But I don't know. I just I just thought about it and I started looking up. And by the way, do you know how many n word scandals there are? Like, do you know how many n word I said racist shit? I did research and was looking for all of this stuff. Yeah. This happens so fucking frequently.
2: Yeah.
0: It happens. I actually watched a video. Does does the n word even hurt your career? Does like this mm. happens so frequently, and a lot of times the reason why is I just gotta be real. There are always people to support and have friends. I'm not. I'm not just talking about black people. After Mel Gibson got fucked up, Robert Downey Jr. and the rest of his friends were still there with him, and it right. helps grease them back into right. it. Right. It's just and now just there's all of this animus. Everybody is it's it's like it's split down the middle. Sure. Either you're either you stand with Kyrie or you don't. You can't say that what he did was wrong. You can't say that you feel like uh, this is a lot. There's no there's no way to have the conversation. You don't want to hurt uh, people, vulnerable people in another community. At the same time, you see this. For me, you see this imbalanced way in the way these things are being handled, and it's hard to not discuss it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, we were talking about this in the group chat even before. Dr. Umar going off and basically attacking black media personalities for anyone who said that Kyrie should be accountable. It's hysterical. Was it the belt or was it the lash, him saying lashes. Dr.
0: Umar is a fucking genius. (laughs) Play that. Donnie, play the clip. Donnie, play that. <laughs>
1: it's
0: not. His not He's not- <laughs> Richard Jefferson, I sentence you to five hundred lashes for conduct unbecoming a black man. Stephen A. Smith, I sentence you to four thousand lashes for conduct unbecoming a black man. It's okay. Chris Broussard, Rob Parker, I sentence you both to 2,500 lashes for conduct unbecoming a black man.
4: <laughs> Michael it Wilbon, you
2: fat, bald head, no neck midget, okay, I, I sentence you oh, to 3,000. Who's also
1: super tall? That is, I was like, have you not seen Michael in person? He's very tall.
0: Michael Wilbon is tall. Michael Wilbon is tall.
1: I I unless I know Wait a I'm minute. very short. But he was very tall when I was, he was tall to Michael me when Wilbon I was standing next to really,
0: him. Let's see, Michael, you ever met Michael Wilbon? Michael Wilbon. He's
1: like Stephen A. Smith's
0: height. Height. He's 6'2". I
1: told you. Like, I was shot. not, never in I life. I was shot. That's why when he said that, I'm like, okay, obviously you've never been around Michael Wilbon because he's tall. And you have me over here second guessing myself.
0: <laughs> Skip Bayless is five ten. Tony Riley is six feet. Tony Tony Kornheiser is is uh is is six feet tall. Okay, they got a little backcourt over at Partner the Interruption. They got some New York point guards over there. Not that they're from New York, but you know, look at Michael Wilbon. Why he come at Michael Wilbon like that,
1: man? Totally didn't need to. But to your point, people are. I don't know if they're afraid, but when people speak out and say, hey, he should be accountable for this,
5: you got
1: got the Umars of the world basically saying that they're not
2: black.
0: It's okay to say that he's wrong, but it's also okay to say, you know, when people fuck us over, they ain't got to do all of that. And so from that vein, doing all of that seems unfair. And by the way, like. When I looked at all of this stuff, I'm not saying that these people didn't do anything. What I'm saying is it was very hard to verify what was done. Hey, we heard the behind the scenes. He's been talking with this people. He's been talking with that people. I didn't, None of those people. <clears throat> you can't tell me that you can go from. You, I, you can't tell me that you can go from like my daughter can't bring a nigga home and I'm racist to a point. You can't go from that to not racist without doing some sort of work. Like, like, you can't. And the question is, nobody cares if white people, like, lose their racist beliefs after they've been caught.
1: I agree. It's it's extremely frustrating. I hate it that we had to go back down the Hulk Hogan road. And it's even more infuriating that people Hulk. take— people. Well, he was never my hero.
0: I used to love Hulk. Really? Oh, come on. Was that on. your favorite?
1: I mean, I I grew up on wrestling because of my dad. but mm-hmm. We were more WCWs. Yeah. WCWers, yeah. Yeah. So it's like sting. We love sting. We love I, Ric Flair.
0: So my my all-time favorite wrestler was uh was Ric Flair, right?
1: Of course. My dad liked Dusty Rhodes. Ric Flair, oh, Lex
0: Luger. You know what I'm saying? Those were the guys. You know, those those were my guys. But if you were a child, I'm a little I'm a little older than you, but if you were a child, I am a real American. <laughs> Like,
3: like,
0: what you gonna do? Like it was fucking Hulk Hogan, bro. It was like it was, it was like he slammed Andre a giant, and he hates niggas. Like you understand how whack it is? Like, like, bro, you understand how fucking whack it is? One day Hulk Hogan is like, oh, oh, and the next day it's like, what you gonna do, nigger? When Hulk Hogan. Catches you in a sundown town. It's like, it, that was very difficult <laughs> for me.
1: I would be upset too if that happened to one of my heroes. I'm trying to think of the equivalent. I'm trying to think of the equivalent person. But
0: it's me. mad niggas. Is male. Is whatever, man. All right.
1: Y'all got to stop making excuses for them.
0: All right. Biden. Biden fights to stop midterms defeat as Republicans poised for sweeping gains. I've been looking at all of the polling. It's not looking great, Rachel. I Rach. don't
1: want to. I'm not even gonna lie. I want. I. I know the articles are out there. I knew we were gonna talk about this. I don't want to know. I'll just deal with it tomorrow, or today. As this podcast comes out. I'll deal with it on November eighth. I don't. I don't. I don't want to look at the polls. You know how you know it's it's dire. Why?
0: Because they brought Obama out.
1: You're right. You're right.
0: They're, They're desperate. Brought- they brought Obama out. Obama is like the Democrats' co They only use him like they really need him. So you know, like see? when you really need a car and you're like, damn, I don't want to ask somebody because, you know, I've been living off them, but then you got to get a co-signer. Obama is the co-signer for the Democrats. It's like they he gives them some credit with a lot of people that don't fuck with them.
1: Listen, they're saying we're, we lost the House. Do you think we're going to lose the Senate too? Based on what your research from the polls.
0: So- I don't think so. Oh. But there are some races that are in a dead heat that I didn't expect to be in a dead heat.
1: Okay, which ones?
0: Warnock and Walker are fucking tied.
1: That doesn't shock me.
0: Warnock and Walker are fucking tied. Georgia, please. I'm begging Georgia, look. Georgia, I be fucking with y'all sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I be fucking with Georgia. I go, go to Atlanta. I'm a Saints fan, you know. It's 28-3, the whole nine. It's whatever. Sometimes my Atlanta people get mad at me. You know, I go to Atlanta. I eat wings. I've had better wings. <laughs> you know, like, I fuck with Atlanta. I've had better wings. You know? Is that what they're known for? It's not that they're known for them. It's just that, like, Atlanta is the wingiest place I've ever been to. Really? Really? Is you can't go, like, I'm I'm with my people in Atlanta. It's like, well, what are we doing tonight? What are we eating? Man, we go over here to spot, got good wings. I'm like, no, nigga. What can y'all feed me that y'all are known for? You know? Atlanta's got know. great food. But I'm just saying, really I'm saying, please, please, Donnie, we got to cut this right here early. I'm begging Georgia. If you weren't thinking about voting before, You're like, damn, I don't want to vote, man. Please don't let the notorious CTE take over y'all fucking state. Please, please, man. Don't let run CTE have your goddamn fucking Senate seat. What the? It's not
1: even funny. Listen, most people probably have voted, but if you haven't voted and you plan on waiting in line, there are a lot of there's a lot of trickery that's supposed to be going on. People on the other side are talking about flooding the lines when they think people of color. My mom was telling me about this. People when they think people of color are going to be in the lines voting. They're going to flood the lines. so The lines are so long. So people won't feel like waiting. They're supposed to let everybody who's in line by whatever the cutoff time is, seven o'clock Some some places, it's eight o'clock. They're supposed to let you vote, even if you're in line at that point and the line is long. But they're talking about all type of tricks up their sleeves to discourage people of color to not vote. You guys, you've got to be vigilant. You've got to vote. You have to. See, What did you say? Notorious The C-T-E.
0: notorious CTE. You've got to. So there are some promising signs.
1: For Georgia or period?
0: All over. Some of the polling doesn't look great, but the early voting numbers have been so good that that leads leads some to believe that that favors the Democrats. I know people that still think the Democrats will maintain the House. Okay. I think that's fucking impossible. Okay. The Senate is much more likely. And if the Republicans do control the House, it's going to be a shit show for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And it puts the legitimacy of the 2024 presidential election
2: Mm
0: -hmm. in jeopardy. Speaking of that, Mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis, precarious situation for Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is the best chance at a Republican civil war that there is. Mm -hmm. There are some in the Republican Party. That are looking to move on from Donald Trump.
1: Some or you think a lot.
0: Here's the thing. There can't be that many because too many are still connected to him. But I think that there's a a very powerful minority of Republicans who are looking to exit the Donald Trump business
1: toward DeSantis.
0: DeSantis is their best shot. Absolutely. Um, I don't think DeSantis can win. I don't know. I don't think he can win a primary against Donald Trump. I don't think anyone can. But I think he can bust them up a little bit. At this point, you want to weaken Donald Trump. And you're hoping that going forward, that there's going to be some sort of indictment, which should happen or something that takes the steam out of Donald Trump. Because if we do not end Trumpism, Mm -hmm. if we don't end fanatical far right influence in American politics, it's over.
1: Are we for sure that Trump is running?
0: It's he hinted at something at a rally just recently. He is going to run. He's going to announce it. Probably like people are thinking like the 14th or the
2: 15th. And what
1: about something. DeSantis? I mean, that's, he he that's was less asked, clear. He was asked recently yeah. and kind of alluded that he will be run. Like he's not going to be governor. Be yeah. Governor's seat.
0: Yeah, that's less clear. But I think that he'll run. I know that some other contenders are out. Uh, Mike Pence is probably in. Liz Cheney's probably in. I know that Tom Cotton, Cotton is Mike out. Pence doing, right? my, my, Mike, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. I, is, I
1: think you're underestimating DeSantis. The amount of money that he's been able to raise in Florida alone.
0: He can raise money.
1: I'm just saying. He's got a lot of support. People are really, are really behind him.
0: Uh, there's never been one candidate. And he
1: literally says everything Trump is saying.
0: There's never been one candidate. Ever. Like when Trump dubbed Ron DeSantis... Ron, the Sanctimonious or whatever, Sanctimonious, like that right there is the, that's the kiss of death. There's never been one candidate that's had this much, that's had this much influence over a political party as Donald Trump.
1: Sure. I'm not, I'm not denying that. Hmm. I just think that maybe more people are disenchanted with him and have turned their...
3: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. And that's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life with premium interiors, available wireless charging and room for your whole cargo and crew. OK, Hyundai, visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Put their eyes on.
0: You might be right. To Satan. I want to talk about Tiffany Cross real quick. Did you see the story? Yeah. Tiffany Cross, the Cross Connection has been canceled. What were your first thoughts?
1: Why? I, I I didn't know. I guess I more so have a question for you because I saw it and I was like, huh. I didn't know the story behind it. I didn't know the Tucker Carlson of it all until I started really looking into it. But what I my first thought was, doesn't a black woman run MSNBC? How did this happen Under a black woman's watch. That was my first thought. When I know, and I don't watch her show all the time, but I know The Cross Connection is a very successful show on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I thought, how did this happen? You know, she's a strong voice, very smart. A lot of people support her. Very connected. And a black woman's running the network. How did this happen? That was my first thought.
0: I don't know. I don't know why they did Tiffany like this. She said she was uh surprised and disheartened and disheartened should I say to learn about the decision. It was very surprising to me mm mm-hmm. it was it's very surprising to everyone mm-hmm. especially with you know uh things gearing up for the midterms mm-hmm. um she was on charlemagne show hell of a week That's all. where she said that Florida was the dick of the country That's
1: all.
0: which is hysterical and something I never thought of before um. But having said that, I it's another example of, to me, a standard of, it, it, if Tucker, if, if she is being, if her show is being canceled because she's fighting with Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. and Megan Kelly about whatever, uh, that's what she's supposed to be doing. Correct. Shows like The Cross Connection are supposed to act as a counterbalance to the continuous lies being told and the misrepresentation and the the false framing that go on places like Fox, Tucker Carlson and places like, you know, whatever sure. the fuck Megyn Kelly's doing. So to me, if they don't like her, if Tucker Carlson and Megyn Kelly don't like Tiffany Cross, then she's doing her job because they're pushing white replacement theory. Right. You know, they're pushing conspiracies. Jason Whitlock was on Tucker Carlson's show. Pushing this conspiracy about Paul Pelosi and what happened at their home. Like, to me, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff, So whatever. So, Tiffany's very talented. I know she'll bounce back. But I think that MSNBC deserves, like, I know that they've said some stuff. But I think we need to know a little bit more. No, I think
1: we need an explanation because here's the thing. It's not like she just popped up on the scene. You've known who she is. She's always been the same person. She was a frequent guest on Joy Reid's show. So, and you... We're choosing between her and other people to who's going to get that spot. And you chose her. And she's been in that spot for two years. So it's not like you haven't known who she is. So to all of a sudden cut that off, and as you pointed out, it's such a pivotal time. To me, they seem to be sending a message, whether we ever get them to admit that or not. So that's, to me, what's more. She's always been this person, which is why she got that show.
0: You send me a picture. I want to ask you about it.
1: I I thought I was like, oh, yeah, me and Tommy. No. (laughs) I ran into Tommy twice while I was in New York.
0: You sent me a picture of Reverend T.D. Jakes hosting Governor Greg Abbott at the Potter's Place. At least that's where it looked like it was happening.
1: Potter's House.
0: It's the Potter's Place or the Potter's House?
1: Potter's House.
0: Do you think Potter's Place sounds better? Potter's House? Because God is the Potter, right?
1: Yeah, but the Potter's house is. But why better. is it? You, po- you want to do it for alliteration? But is it it's, Potter's
0: place? Is like it's like Peyton's man. place. That's that's like that like, works. So you so it's but it's Potter because God makes pots out of people. Like I mean, he doesn't make pots out of people, but he's he crafts like the clay.
4: Yeah, the yeah, clay yeah, yeah, Potter's yeah, yeah.
0: house. You have a problem with this? Well,
1: I'm not the biggest TD Jakes fan. I've
0: you don't said, like TD Jakes this before.
1: I've, sta- I've stated this before. Right. I went to his church, visited when I was looking at church homes, trying to find a new church home, and. uh wasn't impressed.
0: Don't like T.D. Jakes.
1: A little too much for me. But to have Greg Abbott roll into your church, knowing what Greg Abbott stands for.
0: When you say roll in, you're not, that's not being ableist, are you?
1: No, to have him co- come into the the church, knowing what he stands for, knowing what he represents, knowing that he doesn't stand for us, to me, is a huge problem and says everything that you need to know about T.D. Jakes, because it's, it's to me, it's not abnormal for pastors to bring politicians into their church. Back when I was going to church in Dallas, all the time you would see politicians come in who were running for office, but they usually represented what the people of the congregation looked like. Greg Abbott doesn't stand for anything that represents black people. Hmm. He is totally against us. So for you to take pictures with him and he's triggered when I see him, I'm triggered by him. So for for you to have him come to your church, for him to usually they don't speak, but, you know, you'll just say, oh, Greg Abbott, Governor Abbott is running for office, blah, 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 blah. Did, has Beto come? He did. That's where it should have ended,
0: Beto. <laughs>
1: that's where it should have ended.
0: Beto was, uh, Beto made a stop at the Potter's this house. This is
1: an ch- opportunity for you to be bipartisan because well, I'm, of, I'm wh- because of you, what you, Greg Abbott stands you, for. You
0: asked a question, and that's great. And, and it Beto should have did go there, and it
1: should have ended there.
0: Hmm.
1: It should have ended there.
0: So there says here, um, we're reading this is there's a distinct work relationship between TD Jakes and Governor Abbott. 2016, Governor Abbott appointed Faith Johnson. Uh, as the Dallas County District Attorney. He said, Faith has proven herself, blah, 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 blah. At the time, Faith Johnson was a board member and a secretary at the Potter's House. So she was a board member and a secretary at the Potter's House. Governor Abbott appointed her as the Dallas County District Attorney. So these guys obviously have some sort of tie in the past. Hmm. There seems to be at least some inclination here that maybe TD Jakes likes Greg Abbott no, no, a little no, no. bit. He does. How do you know? He had Beto there too. I'm just getting like, you can't, you know, Beto went to the Potter's house on October to 23rd. I know if the
1: other big black churches had Greg <laughs> Abbott as well. Did other... Ibach have him? Mm-hmm. Did Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship have him? Did Concord Church have him come? These are big, these are they're, they're, this is the corn. They're all in a five-mile radius of one another. Hmm. And I'd be very curious if they, too, allowed him to come.
0: No, it's funny. It's funny that you said big black churches. It's BBC.
1: Come on now. (laughs) So we see where your mind went.
0: Texas got a lot of BBC, huh? (laughs) That's crazy how Greg Abbott... Greg Abbott decided he needed every single BBC. He he went for the biggest of the BBCs.
1: I'm gonna text Mr. Carter.
0: Leave that man alone. Big black churches. That's so illicit. You oh, know, explicit. Oh, by the
1: way, everybody's welcome. Give me that. Bit. Everybody's welcome to the church. Greg Abbott, majority black. Greg
0: Abbott calls up TD Jakes. TD, how you doing? How you doing, Greg? I want uh, TD. I need that big black church of yours. Come give me. Let me get some of that big black church. You know the other big black churches I should go to, Listen, Governor Abbott. You should go to them all. We heaving.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> These big black churches need you, Greg. <laughs> so fucking funny. Big black church. All of this shit is so dumb. I don't. I, Which part? Like, like it's just. I'm,
1: you should. I shouldn't feel that way.
0: I, I I agree with you. It's your state. You know what I'm saying. Like I like I I agree with you. I'm saying there are people who say. I mean, the this is what I would say. The church is an opportunity, and it is when when T D Jakes is up there, um, in front of his church giving a sermon. He's making clear choices about the message that he wants to impart Absolutely. a impart upon them. The vessel that you know that he is is. You know, God's word is eternal, but he is the vessel and his vesseling is what people come there for. So, you know, those choices are made in all kinds of things, not just in what you say in the pulpit and what the church chooses to support and what the church chooses to fund and the initiatives that the church chooses to interact, uh, to engage with, with the community and who they would come have there to speak. So if he's both sides in it, I can't have a problem with that if he's bringing both political parties up there to, to stump, But I will just wonder what T.D. Jakes I know, and I wonder I will wonder what his beliefs are. And I don't think there's anything wrong with with, with thinking about that. Mm. Did you listen to Drake's new album? Nope. Her loss. Why didn't you listen to it?
1: I just haven't found my way to doing that at the moment.
0: Did you let some of the discussion around specific lyrics on this show on this on that album maybe not have I you listen to it?
1: It did make me want to rush to listen to it. Mm. I'm not saying that I won't. I have enjoyed the social media memes and videos that I've been watching in relation to mm-hmm. the album. Right. But I have not pressed play.
0: So there's a song on the album called Circo Loco, where a lot of people think that Drake was reacting and giving his commentary, his opinion, on Meg the Stallion and Tory. The, the lyric goes... This bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. And I just bust it just like Drake does. You know, same kind of rapper. Yeah,
1: sounded just like him.
0: So, so whatever. So, you know, obviously there's a double entendre there. Bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a, she's still a stallion. Mega's made the stallion. He, he's talking we
1: about did it, it's not that deep. He's talk, I'm just making sure people
0: know <laughs> he's lying about getting ass shots, but she's still a stallion, double entendre. She doesn't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. Basically, the way I listen to that and read that is that Drake thinks that Meg the stallion is lying. Absolutely. And I, I mean, and I know that Lil Yachty jumped into the phrase. It's always good to hear from him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Donny, play
2: play the video of Lil Yachty. I was addressing his line because I know I know he's not gonna address it. So, because like, I just know Drake. So this bitch lot by getting shots, but she's still a stallion. Has nothing to do with Megan. It's about women lying about their butt shots. You know, like saying her ass is real when it's fake.
0: You know what? Yeah, it's good. You know what I love? I love Yachty for that. Why? For Yachty to think that we're that stupid <laughs> just shows me how much he loves Drake. You know what I'm saying? For Yachty to think that you... we're that dumb to where we didn't get that, you really got to be, I know you know Yachty contributed to the album as well, you really got to be in your man's corner to think that you're going to, you're going to pull that one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: like That's like, that's mm-hmm. the equivalent of, mm-hmm. man, he don't even like her. They just went to high school together, man. So don't even look. I know she over there sucking his dick, but that's just the way they say, hey, girl, you are I mean, He ain't doing nothing. Like, you know, the kind of lies you tell for your home. she, Man, she don't even like her. What? Yeah, she giving him a hand job, but whatever. Who cares? Like, that's, she from Germany, and that's how they greet each other, you know? Come on, Yachty.
5: <laughs>
0: come on, come on, man, come on, bro! Like it's always good to hear from him like, it's always good to, you know what I'm saying it's like it's, it's like come on, man, come on, yachty! Like don't come on, bro.
1: Do you think we'll ever get Drake to respond to this?
0: He already said what he said. Look, the, the is, is, do you are. How do you feel about that bar being in the song?
1: He knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, you called it a double entendre. 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 Mm -hmm. Double entendre. (laughs) Entendre. You called it a double entendre for a reason. It's open to two interpretations. So you know exactly what you're doing. It's not one thing.
0: Do you think that there's a possibility that Drake is, does it change your opinion of Drake at all?
1: Well, I think it's disgusting that he did that. Hmm. So, and it's like low hanging fruit almost. Hmm. You could have done it. You could have done a completely different bar, you know, like you're better than that. And I think you wanted a reaction out of people, but I think you also wanted to let maybe some people know where you stand on the matter. Because if you really had Megan's back, you wouldn't have even come that close to that. You wouldn't have touched it.
0: A lot of people are saying that Drake only diss ladies on this album.
1: I haven't heard the whole thing, mm-hmm. but didn't he diss um, Serena Williams' husband? Called him a groupie. So, and then I saw somebody um, put together, they said, oh, you're going to call him a groupie? And they put together all these different shots of Drake being
0: a groupie over the years. Being a groupie, he's hanging out with his friends. In the stands? He's, you can't, you can't <laughs> hang out, you can't go to your friend's basketball game in the locker room?
1: I'm going to send you what I saw he's going to his friends <laughs> games man okay Yachty
0: <laughs> <laughs> always good to hear from Yachty right. sad news Aaron Carter passed away yeah Um. if people don't know Aaron Carter had really been struggling with substance abuse uh, and various other demons recently in his life uh, you know Aaron Carter obviously had his own pop career he's the brother of Nick Carter um, he was found unresponsive in his Lancaster home, 11 a.m. This continues in a long line of child stars who had problems adjusting to life after they were kids. Mm -hmm. When you heard about the death of Aaron Carter, what did you think?
1: It's sad. I mean, 34 years old, 34 years old, a new father, the young son, anybody who's been following along knows that he has struggled with addiction, mental health, been very open about it, been very public about it. But I think that when you hadn't heard from him in a while, I think in general, when I haven't heard from people in a while who've been very public about their struggles, I like to think that they're getting better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I would have thought about him. So to see that he passed away in that way, to show that he couldn't beat those demons, that he didn't get over it, that he was still struggling all the way through, it really is sad. And like you pointed out, he's not alone. Mm -hmm. And then it just makes you question, too child stars and this industry and what it does to them. I mean, simultaneously, you've got Selena Gomez's documentary that's out my mind in me, where she opens up about a lot of the struggles that she's had that she continues to fight, not just with mental health, um, with uh, her bipolar disorder, with her autoimmune disorder, being a Disney star, trying to fight that kind of thing. And those are similar things that, you know, I'm not saying that he necessarily was bipolar, but the depression the fighting the child stardom the the I think always striving to have that same level of stardom that you did and carry that into adult and have that transition is really seems, really seems to be hard for child stars. So it's, it's really upsetting.
0: You know, I think for me personally, I look at child stars. There's a couple of things that's unnatural about having that much fame when you're a kid.
2: Mm.
0: One is that you become the focal point of your family. And children aren't meant to be the focal point of a family. They're mean, mean, not in that way. They're meant to be the focal part of of a family's love, of Mm -hmm. their care, but not of their economic solvency. Yeah, Your kid is not meant to be the reason why you make money. Because, in my opinion, there are probably certain compromises that you have to make. And I'm not speaking for all situations. I know a a lot of well-adjusted child star people. They're probably decisions that you have to make, um, you know, while you're parenting that take into consideration the fact that this kid is actually the reason why you get to drive your car and live in your house and all of that type of stuff. And that's probably not easy. Mm -hmm. Also, when your brain is forming like that and you don't have good safeguards against things that you might be seeing or experiences, uh, that you might be, you might be having when you're going to certain parties or you're around certain people. Um, I don't think your view of the world or, or society, uh, I don't think it develops in a very natural way, unless no. you have parents that are insanely dedicated to maintaining that for you. We see that that happens. Sure. We see kids all the time that that do mm-hmm. just great. You know what I mean? That that do fine. But I, I I do think this makes me wonder about, you know, guys like Orlando Brown.
1: That's exactly who I was thinking of too. You
0: know? Um, you know, people that really need help and probably need a little extra care. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen, but I was just sad, man. Aaron Carter always seemed like, you know, back in those days, later on he was kind of all over the place, but back in those days he seemed like just a cool kid who wanted to have fun, man. He'd be Shaq.
1: But that's the thing, too. They don't get to really be kids. Mm. When they have that level of responsibility on their back and sometimes, I'm sure not all the time, but sometimes have that pressure from their parents to continue in that way, they never really get to do the simple things that we get to do. As kids.
0: Hmm. um, Two sports stories I want to get to real quick. All right.
1: They hired Jeff Saturday? Yeah. I just saw he got fired. I didn't know Jeff got hired.
0: You know Jeff Saturday?
1: Well, when I was doing radio at ESPN. He
0: was, he was an a offensive a, lineman. You want to understand. know something crazy about offensive linemen? Yeah, I just lineman? always
1: remember seeing Saturday on the back end.
0: You guys know this about offensive linemen? Offensive linemen are reverse NBA players. I'll tell you why. NBA players, when they're done, fat. Puff, puff, puff. Suits get big. You're like, God damn. You know, you look, you like, you used to be a two guard. Now, <laughs> you look like you should be an offensive lineman. Offensive lineman, other way. Jeff Saturday, Alan Fanica, Mark Schlereth, those guys go. Hey, I'm not fucking staying this way for the rest of my. Career. They lose weight. This is an, this is something that I've seen. They get that weight off. Joe Thomas, you guys have seen Joe Thomas.
1: Doesn't he do a bunch of commercials? Joe no. Thomas.
0: These guys, they lose weight, <laughs> man. They lose weight. They get the weight it's off. Not everybody. NBA players. A lot of times, they like. Look, we ain't got no more cardio. You know what I'm saying? We get it, it's, it's different. They're reverse NBA players.
1: What about Damian Woody?
0: Damian Woody was not an offensive lineman. Okay. I think that Damian Woody, somebody looked this up, but well, he was a defensive lineman, right? He
2: was. He played
0: for the Lions. Defensive lineman. He was lineman. A, he
1: was an offensive? He
0: was a whole lineman. Was Thank he? you. Thank you. Let me see. Damian Woody. That's different, though. He looked like he oh, got Oh,
1: okay. Bad. <laughs> he looked like he got bad feet.
0: But he did lose weight though. I'm looking at him right now. So look, Damian Woody. God damn, Damian Woody. 6'3", 327. Damian Woody has definitely lost weight since he was playing. Look, look at him. Look, he definitely looks He down. does
1: not look like that right now. Damian he Woody, does not look he like that. Looked, You're pull out, out the smallest playing. picture. He doesn't right look here. like that right Damian now. Look, look, but, he doesn't look like that. But the
0: point is that he lost weight. Look, Damian Woody has lost a ton of weight. This is the... Wait, here's that. Wait, here's that. Second. This is 2014. <laughs> so so but, but, but wait, but wait, but wait. This this does this not just go to prove my theory is right though? He just it's can't like, look, be
1: wrong.
0: Look, uh like Damian Woody lost. Oh, he went on the he went on the biggest loser. Oh
1: wow.
0: Damian Woody. So he lost mad weight. He's just like me. We rebounded. We like we lost weight but then we missed our titties. God, okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, the Jeff Saturday got the job. Frank Reich has been fired, uh, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis has such the weirdest franchise ever. It's like the weirdest franchise ever since they lost Andrew Luck. It's just been a bunch of fucking weirdness. They have a, obviously a great back in Jonathan Taylor, but they didn't had all kinds of motherfuckers at quarterback since then. They had fucking Matt Ryan, all used yeah. to be, they had Matt Ryan. I think they had Jacoby Brissett. They I think Jacoby they fucking Brissett. had. Um, Did they have Carson? They had Carson Wentz. Yeah. They're going to fucking, they're going to, watch, they're they going to put somebody weird back. Kyle Bowler is probably going to come play. Mm-hmm. You know, is but uh, Frank Reich was fired. It seems like now Ursa really wants to win. And they hired Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday, who was a great cult for a long time. um, And is on the staff. Of 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 the Colts, if I am correct. Here's the thing. He has had almost no coaching experience outside of a brief stint as a high school head coach. Wait, is, is Wait, Jeff,
1: he's not on the staff? He's
0: not on the staff. He's
1: just an ESPN commentator.
0: Okay, so wait a second. So wait a second. So this is this is wait. This is funny. This is how much it sucks to be a nigga. So 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 Jeff Saturday, as I understand it, I thought he was some kind of way involved with the team. Is he not?
1: I just thought he was just a legend for the team. Donnie? He's an advisor.
0: He's an advisor. uh, Nothing. He's an advisor. Oh. Okay.
1: Okay. And
0: so he has almost no head coaching experience. Uh, He coached a little bit of high school ball at a small Christian academy in suburban Georgia. And so the Rooney Rule, which is, of course, the rule that uh, demands that you insult a black man by in, in, interviewing him for a job that he's not going to get. Uh that doesn't even apply to an interim head coach during the season. It does apply after the conclusion of the team season. Mm. I want to just make sure everyone knows that's going to be mad, right? The NFL one. They don't give a fuck. The NFL hired Cliff Kingsbury after <laughs> Cliff after Cliff Kingsbury like, couldn't win with Patrick Mahomes in college. Right, right, right. Right. If you have one player like Patrick Mahomes in college, it doesn't matter what the college is. Do motherfuckers remember Steve McNair at Alcorn? Steve McNair at Alcorn was like black Superman. There was nothing that could be done. Sure. Like, I wanted to find him after the game and push him down so he Dude had a high ankle sprain. He was that good. He had Patrick Mahomes. Couldn't win. Failed up all the way till he got a chance. Right, right. just got a job in Arizona because he reminded people of Sean McVay. Not he got a, a job. job. The, the head coaching job because <laughs> he reminded <laughs> people of Sean McVay. They they hired him, and it's not going that well. Middling results. Okay,
4: mm-hmm.
0: Jeff Saturday. Coached a little high school ball, basically played a couple of games at Tecmo Super Bowl, and they gave him the head coaching job. The NFL doesn't give a fuck anymore. The NFL won. There was a chance, guys. The black coaches are mad. There was a chance to bring the NFL around and have a racial reckoning around the NFL and that chance was blown when we let the NFL get away with what they did to Colin Kaepernick. I'm sorry. There was an opportunity to have a conversation about the racial dynamics in the league. Sure. and And that opportunity was taken, and now there's absolutely no steam towards addressing some of these things that go on in the league. Todd Bowles fucking suing the NFL, suing the NFL right now. Not tall, not tall, not Bowles. Uh, Brian Flores. Excuse me, Brian Flores. I was Foo, like, Foo. he Foo. is? I gotta take that out. No, no, That's two, two sports wins for me. <laughs> right, keep it right, in. Right. <laughs> uh, Brian Flores suing the NFL right now for discrimination. Yeah. The NFL has absolutely zero impetus to change the way, the way it works or operates. They're not going to. We had him on a run, and rest in peace, Denny Green, we oh. let them off the hook. We, we
3: had them where we wanted We to
0: had them and we that, let them off the hook.
3: But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook.
1: Thanks, coach. Oh, Dennis Green.
0: They are who we so thought when they I were. became a Viking. The player. NFL is who we thought they were. <laughs> we let them off the hook. That was Denny Green with the let them off the hook. No, thing, it's Dennis
1: it? Green for sure. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: T- t- go ahead. Defend the NFL. Go
1: ahead. I'm not gonna defend the NFL. Yes, you You're absolutely right. Because when the they could have had their racial reckoning, as you said, it was the opportunity to address rules that were allegedly supposed to benefit us that never have. Yeah. The Rooney rule should have stopped existing during that time. It does not benefit us. It's <laughs> as Brian Flores' case has shown, even though this is after the racial reckoning. Brian's floor, Brian Flores' case outright shows it, and he has the proof of how they did him, of yeah. ha- what happened with the New England Patriots job. Absolutely agree with you. I don't know why you think that I'm going to stand here and, and defend the NFL. And this, that's why you heard me. I don't know if this is going to get cut out, but as you were leading into this story— I'm reading this in real time. All I knew is that Frank Reich was not the coach anymore. Mm-hmm. I had no idea Jeff Saturday was hired. And you saw my shock because I know he doesn't have the coaching experience. So here, this is outright. We do, we just going to choose who we want to. Out white, excuse me. Out white. Well, who we're gonna that's choose so funny. Who we want to. Yeah, they should be able to. It's so crazy. But like. Get, but like, Yeah. Yes, they should be able to choose who they want to, but it should also be about experience yeah, and who's sure. worthy of the job. And
0: and th- I, with these with these situations, this is so egregious. This is bad. This is, awesome. bad. <laughs> this is and like, I like Jeff Saturday. This is, but this is bad. This is like this is egregious. <laughs> the NFL this is, is crazy. I'm telling you, watch it. Watch them give like Adam Sandler a head coaching job. Just well, don't give a fuck, you know? It's it's funny to me. Um this next story, well, first of all, I want to address the Chloe thing. Did you see how people were going crazy when we had Chloe on the podcast? Yeah. It's very sad.
1: Like a lot of Chloe fans out there. There's
0: a lot of Chloe fans out there. The only reason why I say it's sad is because you niggas are pathetic. <laughs> you niggas really are pathetic, man. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe, like, Chloe, here's the thing. Chloe gave you nothing. Chloe popped on. For maybe 10 seconds.
1: Maybe.
0: Like, Chloe gave you nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, hey, and literally that 10 seconds, and every and people went nuts. I had
1: to think about it for a second. I was like, "Did we have a guest in named Chloe? Did I miss something? Nah. And then I thought, no, it's Chloe the intern. Chloe
0: popped on. 10 and seconds. The, and that was it. People were sharing her socials. And and uh, people were hitting me up like, man, yo, man, who's who's who, who's Chloe? Like, blah, blah, blah. what? Chloe got to be like what, seventeen years old or yeah, something?
1: Right around that age. Y'all y'all embodied soulless oh, jackal. How old is she? Is she of age?
0: How how old is Chloe? <laughs> Twenty
1: three.
0: Oh, she's on the she's on the recording right now.
1: She's in the room.
0: Oh wait, what? Oh Chloe's oh, here! Oh Chloe, come here! Come Chloe! Oh Chloe, come here! Chloe, come here! <laughs> Chloe, <laughs> come here.
1: Chloe, Chloe did, did, did I wanted to Chloe know that did, this did was Chloe going on. Did Chloe know down? that this was
0: going on? Chloe, you guys come here! Guys Chloe got to come in never the Never
1: have embodied soulless jackals like you did with your thirst it was, for it, Chloe. It was so
0: I was so disgusted. I was. It was I, I, as a. And
1: then here we are giving them what they want.
0: Nah, we got to give the people what they want. Chloe, come here real quick.
1: Were you aware of this, Chloe? Uh,
0: Chloe, Chloe, jump on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is now the Chloe and Rachel show. Chloe, come come sit on (laughs) me. So, Chloe, tell everybody on the podcast a little bit about yourself.
5: Hi, everyone. I'm just an intern. So, I'm glad everyone enjoyed my 10 seconds of stardom, but that's about it. (laughs) There are a
1: lot of fans out there. Basically, Chloe said calm the fuck down.
0: Hold on for a second. Just want to make sure, Chloe. That's not going to be good enough. What you just did. You need more. I, uh, yeah. Need they a, do. They they need a little <laughs> bit more. They want to know about you. Just to give them the about me section on Tinder for all of the guys out this there. Not
5: Tinder. I'm not. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> but I'm 23. Mm-hmm. So, what? What more? What? Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from. I'm from LA. You're from LA. Yes. Okay. What
0: high school did you go to?
5: I went to Los Alamitos, so more Orange County. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Chloe racist, y'all.
5: <laughs> so far from that. Yeah, Chloe, <laughs> so right, Chloe, out.
0: hold on for a second. Y'all, Chloe, you
5: can get the mic and defend yourself. <laughs> y'all, now. I'm telling
0: you right now, she's from Orange County. What port of Orange County? Santa Ana? No. Where? Seal Beach.
5: Next to Long Beach. So it's not deep Orange County. That's from the LBC.
0: Nah, the LBC. I
5: don't claim it <laughs> people from Long Beach will be like, no, you're not from Long Beach. So I know better than to say... Well, I say
0: Whoa, Chloe had a conflicted childhood. Wait a <laughs> second. So you can't really claim that you're from Long Beach because they don't accept you over there.
5: Well, because I'm not technically from Long Beach, but it is the city right next to Long Beach, but mm-hmm. not many people know Seal Beach. So I always have to preface.
0: Last question. Did you grow up in the ravages of gang violence? Did you grow up in a low-income area?
5: No.
0: Did you grow up being Van. harassed by the police? What? we we, we need said our, one
1: more question. We, we need our
0: story. Did you grow up getting harassed by the police? No.
1: Are you currently being harassed by Van? Um,
0: <laughs> you guys, that was Chloe. We gave you what you wanted. This is uh, a young woman that is trying to make a career here at The Ringer. Y'all gotta do better. Yeah, <laughs> y'all gotta do I was better. Shocked. Just shocked. All right, shocked, Chloe. Thank you, everybody. Thank give you it for, up for thank Chloe. Thank you for everything that you give do, Chloe. Chloe. Thank you, Chloe. You know what I'm saying? By the way, for the ladies, we got more interns back
1: here. <laughs> Who's next?
0: <laughs> it's your turn, G. Come meet the interns. Are we gonna He's do ready. it. Did yeah. Oh, no, he, he wanted. To, he wanted to do it. <laughs>
1: Didn't even hesitate. Come on down. Come on
0: down. We just Since we doing the Meet the Interns thing, everybody come get on the mic. Yeah, come here. There, look at them. You em.
1: know where to stand.
0: Look at them. Stand over here. and Introduce yourself to everyone. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how you doing? My name is Christian John Bradley.
1: More than ready. Hold on <laughs> for a second, <laughs> nigga. He Hold gave on. us
2: all three. Hold on, bro.
0: <laughs> we asked for two names. <laughs> christian john bradley this dude's too ready for the spotlight all right it's not christian tell everybody where you're from and tell them like how the ringer saved your life from gangs and crime and drugs
2: uh i'm from la born and raised and the ringer gave me a great opportunity and i'm grateful for it
0: what what part of the city did you grow
2: up in uh born in inglewood lived in the valley uh van nuys most of my life and then now i'm in windsor hills
0: windsor hills yes where I say?
1: Like Baldwin, Hills,
2: like Baldwin Hills, Ladera like
0: Heights, yeah, the jungles. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy, man! Shout out to Bill Simmons for doing the Ringer Adopt a Nigger program. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> like, 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 like when 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 they first came when they first came, you I tell you the, tell you the story when they first got him, he was like Not like got him they, they got him <laughs> Just... they came down. Bill was looking around. He was like. Do you want a chance? <laughs> I don't deserve it. <laughs> I got put on for of my neighborhood. Um, so, what do you want to do in your life, bro? Uh,
2: breathe life through sports storytelling, um, directing, producing. Um, it's really like breathe life, what I do. I'm going to be real with you. I'm threatened by
0: him. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, I haven't felt this way since my first year at TMZ where I had just first became the black nigga. And then every time that somebody else black that would come into TMZ, I'd be like, hmm. Yeah. Why do we do that? We stop. I stopped. At, like, at, like at, so, so at first, it, that's how I was at first, right? I but think like, everybody does that. I, that's how I was at first. And then I realized, yo, I need as many Negroes here as possible because if not we lose but I had that one little moment I think we all do we
1: all do that's I think you, I had that sure. one
0: little moment where I was like yo is there room enough and, but then it didn't last long at all I stopped and that's when the power really started to grow for you are you still in the in the interest where you like black people or are you trying to get on at the ringer which means you can't like them that much
2: no not at all I mean like I love my people in general and I want us all to succeed because I don't really believe that like Okay. Success is a is a pie. I think we all can we all can win. So I mean, whenever I'm at like school or anything like that, I see young brothers or even sisters. Like I'm just trying to take them under my wing and help them out.
1: The all oh, right, this nigga
2: buy you out. Whoever
1: was nah. hired, Christian, no, a. Chloe. Christian yes. and Chloe. Christian and Chloe. Okay, it. okay. Now I feel threatened. Yeah, now you feel threatened. <laughs> now it's like, I yeah. do too.
0: Hey, bro, hey. I'm not gonna lie, bro. You you really impress everyone. Now get out. <laughs> it's our podcast. Nah, I love we love the interns at the ring ground. We'll continue to put you guys on, but I'm telling y'all right now. Go to their social medias. Keep the... You're, you're outing yourself, okay? When you get, get all fucking thirsty over Chloe, Okay, last thing I got to say is before we go, I really want to do this story. Spencer Dinwiddie and the ref. Okay? So what we were talking about, Corey, when I was about to ask you, because NBA fans, this ref...
1: Corey had picked up his phone Corey,
0: So Spencer Dinwiddie from the Mavericks is calling out Tony Brothers. Yeah. And... So he says that That Tony Brothers Hit him with a technical file And then called Steph Spencer DeWitt A <laughs> bitch ass motherfucker Play the audio real quick
4: For what uh, seemed to keep him irate Which was a clap I think he thought it was uh, Disrespectful um, if you watch the games, and I know that's what refs are supposed to do, you see I, I clap to like, get the attention of my teammates, things of that nature, so it was nothing personal, um, so as a man, I would like to say I'm sorry first and foremost, and secondarily, I would like to say not only would I like my money back, but I would like to not be called a bitch-ass motherfucker to my teammates, so <laughs> if there is anybody that feels that way about me, not naming any names, they can address me personally, face-to-face, because no uh, swear words were used in the direction of anybody um, personally. It was like, hey, that wasn't a take foul, or not, that wasn't a fucking take foul, or something like that, but it wasn't anything that was uh, personal. Um, so, NBA, anyway, I would definitely like my money back, and I appreciate no fine at all in uh, this monologue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be more on the side of Tony Brothers than this. Why? I look at NBA guys, curse at refs all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And while I don't have a problem with it, I think if I was in the NBA, that's the kind of ref I would be.
1: No, there's no doubt about it. You would be that kind of ref.
0: You said it in a pejorative way. If if I was in the NBA, it'd be like, wow, this big nigga right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know damn well <laughs> You hacked the shit out of him. Shoot your free throws, light skin. Cause like literally like 30% of the league is light skinned now. It's like, it's like all of those years of dating white women are, are like, like, like You you ever watched the draft? Yes, it looks like yes, a fucking. I see the table, you the round look table. like you, You watch the draft, the draft. Like I'm like Jesus Christ, and it's like his father played for the fucking Nets back in 1989, and here's his mom Barbara, and he's fucking 6'5 with the curly hair. <laughs> it's like everybody's biracial. Very true. Mm-hmm.
1: I love this because he said it after he gave him the check. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it even sick.
0: Bitch. <laughs>
1: I took Bitch. one look at Tony Brothers and I was
5: like, yeah, he, nah,
0: he looks. Put your Tony Brothers up. He, <laughs> he looked like the top. It. Hey, <laughs> that's how they should start calling the files. Tech. This silly motherfucker right here. <laughs> out. I like the way they throw people out of the game too. Because different refs have different styles. Sure. Sometimes, sometimes there's, there's like the really hype ref. Boom! Get out, and then there's a the ref that just goes. <laughs> no, the rest of the teammates are trying to come talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't come over here! Like everybody's trying to get an explanation. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then sometimes you'll see the ref like, like threaten him. Yeah. Like they'll look at you and be like, "I'll fucking do you too."
5: <laughs> like the, the,
0: the whistle's right here, I'll do you too. I'll do you too. I love it. Shout out Tony (laughs) Brothers, man. Um, We're going to end on a story that is not funny at all. Uh, Police have arrested a University of Kentucky student who was caught on camera using a racial slur and physically attacking two black students on Sunday. This woman's name is Sophia Rosing. She's 22. She's white. It's before uh, 4 a.m. at a campus dorm. She was arrested on charges of intoxication in a public place, third degree assault on a police officer, fourth degree assault, and second degree of disorderly conduct, according to an online record from the Fayetteville County Detention Center, which says she is being held on $10,000 bond. This is audio of the arrest and assault. I hope.
1: Could
5: you stop, please? No. no. Nope.
2: you. I'm the I'm <laughs> i didn't get paid enough for this. Exactly. <laughs>
5: nigger and Thank
0: you. you yeah. Said that over and over and over again to the young black lady that was um I guess she was operating in the capacity of she was like the dorm attendant of some sort. She goes there. She works. She's working a desk. She said she didn't look like the girl didn't look like she worked there. Um, And so she's now Sophia Rosing has been fired from her job at Dillard's Uh, as far as what the university She's fired from her job at Dillard's. <laughs> Wait a minute.
1: And she was like an ambassador. She right. didn't work She's just right. like a college rep.
0: As far as the university is concerned, I don't think they've taken any action against her as of yet. As of
1: right now, no. They've just said that they don't stand by the things that, you know, she was saying. She doesn't represent us, but nothing else has happened.
0: Okay, so she bit this woman and called her the N-word. Rachel. Rachel, what should the university do?
1: they should let her go
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i and and first of all when something like this happens i always wonder what i would have done if i was in that situation
0: hands baby a hundred percent
1: i guess i hate also seeing everybody you know like For the young black woman saying, oh, you know, she handled it so well. She shouldn't fucking have to. Mm -hmm. This woman got to show her ass. That clip that we just showed is not... She was chanting over and over saying, nigger, nigger. Up until... (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what you
0: That was it's not funny. It's not funny, you man. Not,
1: it's not funny. It's but I looked over at you way, and you were about
0: to. It was the were, way Rachel was saying it. That's Rachel. how she said it. It's not, it's not guys. That's not funny. I'm serious. This is terrible. But like the way Ra- if you if you if you just isolate the way isolate Rachel was, my If you just isolate Nigger, the way-
1: that's, that's what she was saying. Okay. And I hope I make people feel so uncomfortable when they hear me say it. Yeah. I saw one thing that said, she said it like 300 times in the video. God damn. She said it over and over, even while she was getting arrested and they were pulling her away. Mm-hmm. This woman does not, if I'm University of Kentucky, I don't know legally what they can do. But this girl oh, there's ha-
0: definitely recourse that they This
1: girl has got to go can. because yeah. what can't happen is she's just able to continue her life. Yes, she's on social media. She's trending. It's embarrassing for a moment. But that black woman and anybody else who watched it and who was there has to deal with that trauma. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to get to walk just the halls of this school like it's nothing, get her degree and graduate just like this young woman. Black woman is going to have to. Absolutely not. This girl isn't sorry for what she did. Have we heard anything with her? She, listen, as drunk as she was, she was smart enough to not give her name to the police. Mm -hmm. She was arrested under Jane Doe. They eventually found her name. So she was fully aware. I don't want anybody to tell me she was that intoxicated or make excuses for her. Here's an example of to not make excuses for someone. This woman deserves everything that's coming to her and what should come to her. She got kicked out. UK, kick her out. So
0: this is what I think.
1: Oh, no. I'll
0: be honest. I think that Sophia Rosing is a danger to the black people on the, the campus of the University of Kentucky. She engaged in both violence and hate speech mm-hmm. simultaneously.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's no way to know whether or not she was going to do it again unless she has to go through significant sensitivity training a psychological eval in order for the people on that. This is what I'm talking about. A suspension or whatever, whatever. If she wants to go, not just to Kentucky, but in my opinion, if she wants to go to any college, if she wants to go to any college, she should have to prove through a series of work, through an extended Period of work, sorry, Siri, through an extended period of work that she does not constitute a danger huh. to the black students on campus. That is what should happen. And it shouldn't be something that the university comes out and says, hey, we don't stand by this. Uh duh, hopefully you don't. Hopefully saying the N word 300 times is not in the mission statement of the University of Kentucky. Okay, Anthony Davis went there. John Wall. All right. A lot of guys. Hopefully that's not what you stand for. However, this university or any university that would have a student like this. Should be dedicated to proving to the black students of that sure. school that this person isn't dangerous to them. She was violent mm-hmm. and used hate speech. Mm-hmm. Same thing. That's what I'm talking about. Goes back to what I was talking about, that's what, was, that's what I was talking about. You know what's going to happen though? The boo-hoos for this girl are going to start in T minus five seconds. Yeah. In T minus okay. five seconds. I wonder what Camille thinks about this. In T-minus <laughs> five seconds, the boo for this girl are going to start. That she was drunk, that she had a bad night, to let's not ruin the rest of her life for uh, something she did at 22. You know what I mean? Like, all of those things are going to start. They're going to start.
1: Y'all, her life doesn't have to be ruined for her to get kicked out of the school. I honestly think that they should scarlet letter her. Like I think put an
0: actual N on her forehead. That would be so crazy. Like think, I think about.
1: I think that they should fucking scarlet letter her. Like put an N on her. Yeah, or something. Some something N word. Yeah. Scarlet I said letter. it three hundred times.
0: What if you? What if you like, p-
1: make people ask? Why do you have this on your head? I
0: said the N word three hundred is od.
1: That's allegedly. That's what it was. It, it was enough. It, it was enough. She, she chanted said it like it a over bunch of times. Scarlet. That's what pe- scarlet letter her.
0: I ask white people when I meet them. The how many times they've said the N word mm-hmm. just to get a gauge?
1: Mm-hmm. Don't, do leave him alone, Van. Corey, no. Corey's not doing it. Corey, no. Corey, Corey, no. no, Corey, no.
4: Corey,
0: no. Corey, no. no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, guys, uh, on the next Higher Learning, um, we're going to talk about a, an adorable video of Mountain Lion playing, uh, a, that's going to be a big deal of the day. A Mountain Lion <laughs> playing a shell game with a stuffed animal. Um, the Mountain Lion gets the stuffed animal. And cuteness ensues.
1: It really was cute. It
0: was very cute. Okay. (laughs) So here's the thing. I just want to remind people once again. There has never been a person that was more right on anything that was said on a podcast than I was about Mountain Lion. Never. Where are you getting this from? I almost created the contemporary idea of Mountain Lion.
1: What does that even mean?
0: What it means is that you weren't even thinking about it. And I'm, And the moment that Higher Learning, <laughs> one of the most important podcasts in culture, that started talking about Mount Lion, now, Mount Lion is having its era. Like, you weren't around in the 80s when it was all about Australia for like a two year period. Like, everything was Australian. It's like people were wearing outback hats, like, because you had men at work. Um, we come from a land down under, and then you also had fucking yeah, uh, you you also had fucking uh, what's the nigga? I got a knife, uh, uh Crocodile oh, Dundee, yeah, yeah, Crocodile Dundee, and then later on, Yahoo series. There was a real Australia thing for a while. Well, it was like real Australian, you know. It's like weird. That's where Mount Lion is right now. Mount Lion everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. I'm watching the fucking Nuggets game. I look at the mascot. I'm like, oh, shit. You know? Just now realize that? I, I I just I just now realize it. No,
1: it's just that your eyes are more open to it. You know how, like, you true. drive a Honda, and all of a sudden you start seeing Hondas everywhere, on the freeway, on the roads that you never saw before. That's what's happening right now with you and Mountain Lion.
0: Only that's not accurate because mm-hmm. I looked it up, and Mountain Lion sightings are up Everywhere, the population Who's of mountain source? lions. I looked it up on Mountain Lion. What's your
1: source? Mountainlion.com.
0: So, <laughs> so, if I look it up, here it is Mountain Lion signs. They're only, there are almost 6,000 cats in California alone. That's it? Nigga, that's a lot. That's a lot. In the whole Repo- state? Reports of mountain lion sightings have increased because more people are carrying cameras and more people are outside during COVID. That's in. That's in uh, the Redlands area. They're out here. While mountain lion sightings are on the rise, October fifth, twenty twenty-two, cougar videos sightings in Utah and the West increase with growth and drought. Rush Valley mountain lion, most recent in a summer of sightings, in a summer of sightings. These are from all over different places. Shout out to the most majestic animal that's ever lived. High learning is done. Take think caps of take think take.
1: Wow. <laughs> Take your thinking caps off but don't stop thinking.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you guys one thing too just to let you know. Uh the the interview that we promised you guys <laughs> oh. we, we taped it today, but it's actually not supposed to run for another couple of weeks. So Sorry
1: guys, <laughs> Sorry, but guys. it's coming. But it's coming.
0: But we did tape it today. All right. Uh Bye guys. I'm Rachel. <laughs> I'm
1: Van. <laughs>